for you being here. Enjoy seeing you. Thank you, God, for what you have for us. We need to keep praying for our country. I'll tell you, they're trying to get this marriage act through. Right now in California, a man can marry a child bride. They want to bring that nationwide. This so-called marriage act, is, is it's a bad bill. We need to pray against that. <clears throat> Here was a surprise. Disneyland is now canceling Walt Disney. They'd always have an opening. They'd show Walt making his speech. But they're so woke that they've, can't, they've took him out. Because he said Disneyland is dedicated to the ideas, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. They don't like that. Listen, that's the way the corporate America, a lot of them is trying to go. We need to pray for our country. Let me ask you a question. Are you registered to vote? You know, only 25% of the church votes. 50% of Christians are registered and 25% vote. Election, I believe, is two weeks from this Tuesday. You can go to TAG office and register. It's a sin not to vote. It's a sin not to stand for your, what you say you believe. So you've got to put some faith without works. is It's sin. Amen, Brother Gerald. Get registered. Let me tell you a story about David. King David's life, I've been reading in 2 Samuel. I love those stories. David's kingdom, when he was established king over all Israel, is a great example of a kingdom ministry. The kingdom of God. The best government's under a king. If it's a good king. But David was triumphant. You can read those stories. You know, he conquered this nation. He conquered that when they had peace everywhere. And David comes to Nathan the prophet and says, I'm going to build God a house. Nathan said, that sounds good. David, do it. But that night, God came to Nathan the prophet. And he said, no, you tell David not to build me a house. He's got a son. He's going to have a son that will build me a house. But he said, I'm going to make a covenant with David. I'm going to so take care of him and all his needs and his children after me as long as they'll follow me. This bloodline will go on. And God made a covenant with David. He was so pleased with David. That's in uh, chapter 7. Let me ask you a question, and some of you have been here a long time know the answer, so don't answer it out loud for a minute. This may be a Sunday school test for you. When God made a covenant with David, was that before or after Bathsheba? Now, somebody knows, tell me. It was before. Chapter 8, God makes this covenant with him. Chapter 7. Chapter 11, Bathsheba. 
Did God not know that was coming up? King David and the Apostle Paul are the two greatest examples I can think of of men that had failures in their lives and were forgiven. I'm going to read you some of David's statement. We know he was guilty of adultery. We know he was guilty of having a man killed. We know the Apostle Paul, before he was a Christian, had Christians killed. Can you imagine Paul, though, after God saved him and told him what all he was going to do? Can you imagine the agony and the maybe the what he went through of trying to believe that he was really forgiven? Who is this God? I'm going to tell you if we get a hold of that. Now, if we believe those two can be forgiven, those have got to be biggies on top of the list. I mean, sin is sin, regardless of what it is. But those are two we'd hold up pretty high. And were they not forgiven? You know, but David so exemplifies who God is, and then you get over an axe, and it says, God said David was a man after my own heart. He wrote that about him after all that. Isn't it good that your slate's clean with God? And if it's not, it can be clean this morning. Lord, we just bless you. We honor you. Look at I'm going to look at Psalms 51. <clears throat> and this is David's prayer. And they, and they don't have it all on the board. But he prayed like this. Lord, according to your greatness, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquities, and cleanse me of my sin. Now he covered it, didn't he? Transgressions, iniquity, and sins. For I know my transgressions. Listen, we always know our sins. My sin is ever before me. David was repenting and, Lord, I just can't believe I did that. Against you and you only have sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. And then he goes on down to verse 10. Here's what we... Don't we want this to be our prayer this morning? Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. David was blessed to have the Holy Spirit because in those days the Holy Spirit just came at times. But David... Walked in that. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. You need the joy of your salvation restored today? Listen, I saw a lot of you praising God this morning. There's things that will only pass as we praise Him. Sometimes you just got to shout it out. You just got to believe Him for it. And you know why? Verse 14 
deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, the God of my salvation, that my tongue may joyfully sing of your righteousness. He knew he was guilty of shedding blood. Deliver me of blood guiltness. Listen, demonic powers have to have blood to rule and reign. That's why they do child sacrifices. That's why they, they love murder and things like that. David knew he was guilty of that. And he was asking forgiveness. Verse 17. Here's the sacrifices of God. A broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. There's times we've just got to cry out to Him. There's times you've just got to get alone with Him. Only you and God. He'll forgive you. He will forgive you. Cannot we be forgiven? Was David not forgiven? I praise God, Lord, that you've got these examples in Scripture to tell us these things. Well, what did Jesus preach when he came? He preached the kingdom. The kingdom message. And most of us were raised with just a message of salvation. And the kingdom of God, that's the foundation. I praise God for salvation. I'm not belittling it. It's a stepping stone. It's the first step. You must be born again, for God so loved the world. But there's more. And Jesus came. Now, he did tell Nicodemus, you must be born again. Because Nicodemus came to him and asked him, what's different about you? But Jesus, when he came preaching, he said, Seek you first. What? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be taken care of. What are you seeking first? Well, bless God, I've got to go get this new job. Then I'll have time to start tithing and do everything. Well, no, you're not seeking God first. You're seeking old number one first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm going to take care of my family. And when I get, we get in order, then we're going to start coming to church. No, you're not seeking the kingdom of God first. You're seeking what you want. Listen, this is an everyday battle with old number one. This is the biggest battle you've got. It's not the devil. If you're a believer, it's not the devil. It's you. It's our stinking flesh. I battle it every day. What about His kingdom? Uh, 1 Corinthians 4.20 The kingdom of God is not in works, but it's in power. Are you endued with power? Are you using that power? Why does He give us power? To help enlarge His kingdom. Now I love Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We heard a good message this morning. I, I've listened to three good messages this morning. I listened to Dutch Sheets and Give Me 15. He's got some great things to say, but after him, Charles uh, Stanley came on. It was really good. His whole message was just about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit, we welcome you. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Say, I need the Holy Spirit. One guy here years ago, he said, I always thought it was a duet, and then I found out it was a trio when I learned about the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Lord, you're moving in the earth. Listen, we've, we've got to be people that learn to know and to hear God. Here, here's the kind of stories I love. Betty, you remember Brother Manley Beasley telling about James Stewart's life. James Stewart was born in the 1800s and eventually became a great minister. But as a teenage boy, he was a heathen. His mother was a sold-out Christian and she kept praying for him. And his goal was to be a great soccer player. His mother got a word from God out of the word. Now you've got some people you want to see saved. You've got some people you, you, you need an answer. We can get it from Jesus. You can get it from the Holy Spirit. It can come in many ways. But you can get it out of the word. Maybe some other time I'll show you some words I've got. But his mother got a word that he'd be saved. And she told him, you're going to get saved. She started telling people this, my son James is saved. Somebody saw him and said, James, I hear you got saved. She said, no, that's my fanatic mother. I'm going to play soccer and go to hell. But you know how God met him? One day on the soccer field, just whacked him some way. And he got saved. But it took a praying mama that got a word out of the word. That's a word for some of you. Why don't you get a promise from God that you can stand up and say, Brother Gerald, I've got a word and this is going to happen. That'd be a good word to get about John, wouldn't it? Lord, give Angel a word about her family. She wants all her family to come in. You want all your family to come in. We've talked a lot about Manly Beasley, and he's gone to be with the Lord. But he was an evangelist. But as a baby, and this would have been probably in the early, I don't know, late 20s. I forgot when he was born. He was sick as a baby, and they lived out in the country. They called a doctor. They couldn't get him healed. They called another doctor. And they said, he's not going to make it. He's just a little baby. You know what his mama did? She just left the house and went out in the woods. She got alone with God. And God spoke to her and said, he's not going to die. He's going to live because he's going to preach. She went back in, told him. God says he's going to preach. So obviously he's not going to die. Come on. What about praying like that, mamas? What about praying like that, dads? We heard a little bit. Dixie was playing something. Morio Morello on it this morning. He was praying about healing. I want to say, I, I, this is what I heard. Maybe it wasn't just the way he said it. He said, you don't even have to believe to get healed said, Lazarus didn't believe. He is dead and he got healed. Come on, that's a word for some of you. 
Can you believe the word, Kyle? Stand on the word. Charles? I mean, there's some of you in here who need a word. Well, listen, we all need it more than we know. We may not be facing a big catastrophe today, but you don't know what's this afternoon. We don't know. We just know we have just better know Him. That we're in His hands and anything that comes along, He's allowed it, and so we can walk through it. We can walk through that storm. And I've just got some verses I want to share with you. 1 John 2, 4. You got that one? <clears throat> the one who says, I've come to know Him is no, does not keep His commandments is a liar and the truth is not in Him. You know, I've told you I have trouble with these people that say, I know the Lord. They hadn't been in church. They hadn't done anything for God in 20 years. I have a little trouble with that kind of an experience. I preached to a group yesterday in a funeral. I told Dixie I didn't get much response. I'm telling you, the Word, we need the Word. But we can judge ourselves by that Word. If you can say you know Him and don't keep His commandments, He says you're a liar. And the truth's not in you. We can judge ourselves by the Word. Put up that next one. I think it's in chapter 3. We know that we've passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. You think of some, that Christian you don't love? You think of that brother or sister you don't love? You know what stops revival? It's we Christians. We can stop it. We've got a meeting planned in September. I decree we're going to have a great meeting in the barn in September. But if you don't love, it says you abide in death. Now I know those old spirits can come back on us. Those old familiar spirits. And they'll come and they'll want to bring up something and it's so easy to get thinking about something that was done to you. And you can just get mad all over again. I'm telling you, we've got to fight those things. We've got to let love live in us. His name's Jesus. He's the lover. Romans 5, 5 said, The Holy Spirit sheds abroad the love of Jesus in our heart. You can't work it up. You can't make it happen. It's either in you or it's not. And sometimes we have to repent and come back to Him to be able to love the way He wants us to love because I don't have it in me apart from Him. I don't. I can go back and be as mean or evil or hard as I ever was just getting separated from Him. And it's so easy to let it happen, isn't it? It can, it can happen. You can just think you're just right on and whew, boom. It just happens. Lord, I just bless you. One, one more verse there. First uh, John 4.20 Anyone says, I love God and hates his brother. He's a liar. 
The one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has seen. That verse really says a lot. We haven't seen God, but we claim to love him. But we don't love our brothers and sisters. That one, maybe you didn't want to go shake their hand this morning. You better repent and get willing to. Alan is still working this new microphone. Okay, I thought maybe I'd went off. Getting pretty quiet in here. Maybe I need to read that verse again. I must have left something out of it. Do you say I love God? Can you say I love God? And yet hates his brother. He is a liar. And the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. I mean, the gospel gets pretty simple at times, doesn't it? It's just living it every day. It's hard. That's where it takes the God's Holy Spirit living through us to be able to do it. Lord, we just welcome you. And I've got some other verses that they don't have on the overhead I want to read. They're all about Jesus or Christ or His Spirit or His cross. Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech. So that the cross of Christ would not be made void. For the words of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. How long has it been since you thought about the cross or went back to the cross? Cross is not something you just go to and leave. You need to come to the cross. Lord, plant the cross in our hearts so that we know the price you paid to redeem mankind. Plant the cross, Lord, in our hearts. Let us see how we need the cross. Galatians 4.20 says, But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ whom the world's been crucified to me and I to the world. Crucified to the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, these are all the things of the world. These are the things we battle. Lord, we want to be dead to the things of the world. We just want our focus to be on You. Yes, I believe You can so... There's got to be a way in Christ to live and move in Him and be the person God's created you to be. To be the man, the woman, the parent, the child, the teenager. Have the right job. Serve God. Have time to do all that and still be Christ-centered. It doesn't mean you're home praying all day. It means you're about what He's about. And He's with you. He's going to lead you by His Spirit. These are the sons of God. These that are led by the Spirit of God. He leads us. He leads us. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose for all of us. But it's, He's chosen us to be His people. We're His salt and light as we go in the earth. We're not bringing our friends and our neighbors in like we should. If this Christianity is so wonderful and it's changed us so much, why do we keep it such a secret? Why are we not bold to share who He is and what He's done for us? Can't you remember when you were in the pit 
Maybe even after you were a Christian, maybe you got away from God and was in the pit. I praise God He got me out of that pit. He's a God can change your situation if you'll allow Him, but it takes crying out to Him. It takes going back to the cross and let Him be who He says He is. Ephesians 2.16 talks about we're reconciled to God. We're made right to God because of the cross. It took the cross. Jesus Christ, it didn't slip up on Him. God had it planned from before eternity to redeem mankind back. He could have made a people that would have been a perfect people. I mean, even some of the angels went wrong. A third of them. They were in a perfect place. Adam and Eve were in a perfect world and blew it. He could have made a perfect people. But He so loves us, He says, now you can choose. It's either heaven or hell. You choose. You're, we're all going to spend eternity somewhere. You choose. He gives us a choice. But even as believers, and we need to be assured that we're saved. I understand that. But there's something wrong with just saying, okay, that settles that. Now I can live like I want to live. That's wrong. That's, not a, that's, that's the gospel of just salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ being Lord means He wants to be Lord of all. You want Him to meet all your financial needs. That's more than just being saved. You want Him to be your healer. That's more than just being saved. That's the Lordship of Christ. You want your family to all be saved. You want peace in your family. That's the Lordship of Christ. He's drawing us. He wants us to know. He's he knows how many hairs on your head. Ellen, you've got a lot of hair. Dixie's got a lot of hair. And I know her pretty well. But I have no idea about how many hairs on her head. But God does. If He's interested in that detail, Kyle, He knows all about us and still loves us. He's interested in your business. He... He's interested in your job. He knows more about it than you do. And you'd do better if you'd let Him lead you on it. He'll make you look good if you'll give Him the honor, if you'll give Him the praise. For many walk of whom I've told you and now tell you even weeping that they're enemies of the cross. That's Philippians 3.18. Everyone that claims to be a believer is not. But Colossians 2.14 says... And Jesus, having canceled out the certificate of debt that was against us, consisting of degrees against us, which was hostile to us, He has taken it out of the way and having nailed it to the cross. Listen, when we're forgiven, we're forgiven. Most, so many Christians are not experiencing what God has for them in this life. If you're just a believer in a God of salvation... When you get saved, and I believe if you really get saved, you'll stay saved and you'll go to heaven. 
But you're, you miss out, if you don't let Jesus be the Lord of your life, you miss out His blessings and the promises that He has for today that I've read some of. He wants to meet your every need. But He wants you to be His. He's a jealous God. He doesn't like sharing you with anybody. He wants all of you. That's who He is. He said, see, He chose us before the foundation of the earth. I love to say this. He thought about us, and we're, you're living in the right day and time. He set your boundaries, your inheritance. Oh, He said, now I've got to build a playground for Him, and He created the earth just for us. But He said, now you can choose me or reject me. I love you that much. I'm not going to make you come to me. But when we come to Him, He begins to work in us. Philippians 2.13 says, For it's God who's working in you to will and work for His good pleasure. He's going to guide you. There's going to be a convergence process where your will and His will collide and align the way He wants it. Now you're going to align with Him eventually if you want what He's got for you. He's probably not just going to align with making me rich and famous and me getting all the glory and the credit. He's more interested in me aligning with Him. His kingdom. Where are you at in this process today? Where's Jesus in this? Can you pray those prayers David prayed? Lord, forgive me of my sins, my iniquities, my transgressions. Lord, cleanse my heart so I have a love for my fellow man. Angie said it right. We've got to have the fire burning in the church for it will burn on the street. There's got to be something burning in me or I won't want to share it. There's people who can't... You can't testify because you're so bound up in your, your problems. Casting all our cares on Him. Cast all your cares on Him. He'll never allow the righteous to be shaken. He said He'd take care of us. But that means out of a relationship. You take care of your family. You don't feed all the neighborhood. That's the way God is. He takes care of His kids. That's why I love those stories about <clears throat> James Stewart's mother got a word and says, Devil, you're not going to have my son. I'm going to believe God for him. And she got a word that he'd come to know Christ. He became a great minister eventually. Manly's mother. Doctors, your kid's going to die. I guess he's not going to die. God says he's going to preach. What about a God like that? Don't you want to know a God like that? I'm telling you, he's available today. And if you've got any of those things that you need to get right with God, just get them right with him today. Let's know him as the Lord God of all, the King of all the earth. The God that knows all about you and still loves you. That takes a while to get to believing. 
I've told many people, look in the mirror and just say, God loves me. I've got to accept me as I am and allow Him to change what He wants to change. And I need to do, take care of the obvious things I need to know to take care of. But where are you at in this process? Where have, you, have you been to the cross? Do you really know Him? Are you really His? He wants you to know Him. He wants you to be who He's created to be. He wants to empower you to do these things. Regardless of your age, the youngest one in here is the oldest one in here. He wants to take care of our needs. Yet my wife's been believing, we're believing for her to get healed. And I, I know she is, she could have stayed home just as easy. But there's things we just have to walk through regardless. He's still Lord. Because everything it isn't just right with you a lot of people get mad at God well God you could have done that he could have he could have let us all go to hell Jesus could have stayed in heaven but because he loved he came his spirit's here let's just stand up and worship him let's just bless the Lord this is a good day to come be get right with Jesus Whatever your need is. If you need to get saved, I'm Jesus will save you. If you need to be healed, come we'll pray with you and believe for that. If you need a church home, just come tell us, I want to go with you. We're not sure where we're going, but we know who's leading us. We're His. We're believing He is who He says He is and He can do what He says He did. It's a real revival song. So you love this city and you love these trees. Anybody need to come to Jesus this morning? Every child out playing by the Just come. I'll meet you right here. Just come. Come on. You can't fix it or you already would. Only Jesus can fix your issue. Only Jesus can heal your heart. Only Jesus. You know what God's got to give you? He's just got one thing to give you. And that's Jesus. Come on. There's more than one person. Yes, Lord. Sin revival. Come on. You can't re have revival without Jesus being number one. Come on. Don't let the flesh rule this morning. If the Spirit of God's dealing with you, that means he wants to handle that issue. Holy Spirit, have your way. Come on, church, pray. Let's believe. There's more. And you'll pray, will you, Dixie and I? Come on, we'll get others to pray. We want the kingdom of God to be real in our lives. It was real in David's life. It was obviously real in Jesus' life. It was real in the Apostle Paul's life. Is Jesus Lord? I feel it in my 
We're going to have communion when we get finished this morning. I want you to be able to say, I know I'm right with God, so I can partake of the communion this morning. Come on, man, don't wait till the truck runs over you before you give it all to him. We bless you, Jesus Christ. Thank you that you have redeemed us out of the pit. Revive us not just a meeting. It's a process we've got to have in our hearts. Wouldn't God good? Every man and woman, every boy and girl. Don't give up on someone. Don't give up. Don't give up on your spouse. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on that job. Get a word from God. Only Jesus can fix it. Come back to the one who made it. He can fix it. He can fix your spouse. Lord, do it. Whatever it is. Whatever it takes.
Lord, come. I'm telling you, it's the Holy Spirit you're sensing this morning. Somebody give Jesus praise. He's worthy. It's about Him. It's about His kingdom. What else has God said this morning? We're getting ready for communion. We're getting ready for that. They're bringing it out. David, you feel like standing with us this morning? You do not have to be an official member of Ascension Church to partake of this. You just need to be know you're a part of His kingdom. The Apostle Paul said, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which He was betrayed took bread and when he'd given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me the night he knew he was going to be crucified that night had that last meal even washed Judas's feet That's that love only God can put in you. We don't have it in us. Listen, it's such a privilege to be a part of the kingdom of God. I'm glad you're here today. You're a valued part of the the family of God. I want you to know you're a valued part here. We pray for you. But more than that, Jesus prays for us. The Holy Spirit prays for us. This is my body. This is my body. Which is for you. This body is for you. Has everyone been served? David, pray for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your body that was broken for us. Went to the cross. Made the covenant. We have a blood covenant with you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the bread of life. You are that life. You're... Your spirit is in each and every one of us. We look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for who you are and what we have in you. And we have life, that Zoe life, because you're in us. So we look to you this morning and we remember you as we protect together. In Jesus' name, amen. Did everyone get served?
Sandy, you didn't? Okay. Maybe, maybe. We, you, we'll get it in a minute. Yeah. Let's let's partake now. Jesus, thank you, Lord. In the same way, he took the cup. Also, after supper. You think I'm wrong when I say dinner. When I don't say dinner, you can see he said supper. This little teaching here. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. <coughs> Excuse me. Do this as often you drink it in remembrance of me. The new covenant. The new, old covenant was based on the blood of bulls and goats. And they observed that. The high priest would go into the Holy of Holies once a year to ask forgiveness for the sins that had been committed that year. When we come to Jesus, our sins, when we repent, our sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. He said, this is a new covenant because it's based on the spotless blood of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't we love Him? Don't we want to acknowledge Him? Don't we want to live to please Him? Did He not give His all for us? Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Angie, come pray over this. Over the blood. Take the cup in your right hand. Jesus is the right hand of the Father. Lord, we thank you for your blood. Lord, we thank you that it was shed for us. It was shed for each one of us. And Lord, we're so grateful. We love you, Lord. And thank you for loving us so much to give your son. Jesus name we partake in Jesus name. think about being in covenant now with God if I were in covenant with the world's richest man I could go to the bank and do anything I wanted to I could go get whatever. You're in covenant with someone richer than that. The Lord God Almighty. I pray as we go out this week, you'll go knowing you're in covenant with God. You belong to Him. And everything He's got is at your disposal. But everything you've got, you need to allow Him to have it when He wants it. I speak blessings over you this morning, over your families, over your finances, over your health, Lord. You are the great I am. I declare that in Jesus' name. I just don't miss Wednesday night. Amen. I'm glad you're here this morning.